from the Three Story Method Podcast Network. This is the Serial Fiction Show. I'm Christine Daigle. And I'm J.P. Reinbush. Welcome to the Reader's Serial Fiction Show. Today, we've got a Latinx sci-fi mystery by Christina Vorkos called Never Forget. After losing her parents, Valencia Calderon never expected her college would be paid for through a study that dealt with her trauma. The study's tech wizard, Xavier Gomez, is the only one she trusts since her best friend, Jasmine Diaz, recently moved away and is difficult to reach. She learns the study has more layers than she first thought. Who's working, running, and created it? It's up to Valencia to write her destiny through the past. Christina Vorkos writes what matters in Latinx romance. As a Greek Latina, she is inspired by both her cultures, but feels that Latinx allows her to be more diverse. There are some connections to her Greek heritage and hopes to add a bit more, but her Latinx heritage is something that isn't focused on enough in many mediums. She is bilingual in Spanish and wants to be trilingual in Greek. She enjoys making nerd references in her writing. From fiction to nonfiction, books, serials, short stories, and poetry, she can do it all as best she can. And now, a sample of Never Forget, Episode 1. Some people remember everything that they did on September 11, 2001. That's what's called a flashbub snapshot memory. It's highly vivid and detailed. Unlike many people, I can't remember what happened that day because I didn't live it. Others have their first heartbreak, but it hasn't happened to me yet. I've experienced what no one wants to experience, losing one's parents. Now I have to figure out how to get through college, find a career, and live my life without them. There are some things that people wouldn't do. Maybe this is one of them, working through my trauma to help me pay for college. Not that I know what I want to do with my life, but it's what my parents wanted. Can't let them down. At this point, I already know what I need to do for this trauma process. Xavier hands me the tech and I place it on my head like a headband that covers my, my eyes. At first, it's all dark. You wonder, is it working? Then you're transported into a different room virtually. You see a location from your past, or you create one from the things you know. Xavier is my guide. He knows everything about the tech, the study, and what I need to do to unlock my memories. I trust him with my life. He's the only one I can trust. My best friend, Jasmine, left Corpus Christi, Texas with her dad to New York City. Now I'm living in my hometown, living on campus, trying to figure everything out with only Xavier around. I've started my freshman year and there's something off about my psychology professor, Penelope Castellanos. I'm not sure what it is, but I'll figure it out, just like everything else. Xavier's calling out that I'm distracted. Isn't it obvious? I've got to save these thoughts somewhere. There's some things that only you will know. While I explore my memories, we might go on a journey that will turn out different than where we started. Now we move from this dark room on campus to my bedroom 
from my parents' house. It gives me comfort, like when I turn around, my parents will be there. It always makes me jump when Xavier starts speaking. He's giving me directions on where to go on my path, checks to see that I'm connected. The things that I touch can take me to other locations. His words can take me to the past. So worth exploring the past for the present? Will it change the future? Everyone wants to see their happy moments, but my mission is to reach the worst moment of my life. At least that's what they want. Thankfully, they're willing to take time for me to get there. Is it worth it to pay for college? That's up to you. I'll do anything to make sure that I complete college. That's what they wanted. They sacrificed everything for that, and I'll make it worth it. Plus, it doesn't hurt to spend some time with Xavier. He's nice on the eyes, too. That thought makes me think about how good he looks in, green, in a green long sleeve shirt, tight brown pants. Thanks for adding me into your simulation, he tells me. I can't fully get his hair wave right. He doesn't seem to mind. People don't normally do that. Having you in my ear makes you sound like a god or something, I say. <laughs> that doesn't sound too bad, Xavier replies. Remove that smirk you have on your face, I tell him. How do you know what my face looks like? Xavier asks. I can sense it, <laughs> like a sixth sense, I say. I guess that's why you can visualize me here, too, Xavier says. He looks at me like he's wondering what I've been thinking about. Describing his face is the easiest part. It's what everyone remembers the most. When you meet someone, you remember their face, but their name is less lightly. He'll find out what I'm thinking eventually. It's time for us to work as best as we can. Sure that I'm not as good as the other participants in the study, but they're willing to keep me. Don't worry, you're good enough, Xavier says. Was he reading my mind? You have to say that, I, I reply. It doesn't mean that it isn't true, he adds. I shrug it off. But it doesn't mean... Does it mean something? We should move forward. You're, you're always at all work, no play, he says. You know that isn't true, I say with a smile. So you'll go out with me tomorrow, he asks. Anything to prove you wrong, I say. He jumps forward as if he's skipping through my old house. Feels so strange. He won't ever get a chance to enter that house. It's been sold. Only in my memories. Doesn't mean that we can't have fun while we're at work, he replies. As he turns around. Then we can prove each other right. Well, you know more than I would, I say, as I direct him to what's next. He starts looking around to figure out what memories the house holds. As if the items will give him clues. Or if he can talk to them. I know he's just looking at his computer and slightly glancing at me, 
probably more than he should. They don't care about it, the leaders of the study. Well, at least the ones I know of. Xavier told me that there's, there are three running the study. He doesn't talk to them directly. He gets messages of what to do, and he has to follow them to the key. They know what he's doing. It should worry me that I don't know enough about who's running the study, but I'm already, I've already started, just like you all have. It's time for you all to figure out what's next. What would you do if you could visualize your past? How would you change the future? There's some moments I'll never forget. Nunca olvidaré. Hey, Christine. Hey, JP. Did you know that ProWritingAid is hosting a free virtual summit on the Science Fiction Writers Week? I sure did because I signed up. It's August 29th till September 2nd, and they have some great authors, and I am so excited to join. Yeah. Uh, So this is their biggest event, uh, and they'll be hosting over 30 sessions on topics like editing, outline, drafting, and interviews, like you said, uh, with best-selling authors like Andy Weir. So the registration link is prorenegade.com sci-fi week slash sign up, and all of the spaces are hyphens. Uh, We'll put a link in the show notes so that you can check that out. Yeah, and the best part is that it is completely free for ProWritingAid users. So if you want to write that best-selling science fiction novel, you don't want to miss it. 100%. uh, Definitely interested. So when you attend... Both and or one of us will be there in spirit as well. Yes. And as always, if you don't use ProWritingAid, use our discount. Serial yeah. 20. S-E-R-I-A-L 20. Serial, like the killer, not, not the, the breakfast. breakfast. So JP, let's talk about Later Press. So Later Press is a platform built to help authors uh, declare their independence. It lets authors create digital books and sell them directly to their readers through their own branded website. And there are new things uh, coming to the platform every day in terms of discoverability and new features. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I actually, I put nerds on Later Press and it was a really easy and really fast uh, process, which was pretty cool. And one of the cool things was you can put a collection and then you can put your uh like we put nerds in the collection uh so that ideally if we do any spin-offs or if we do any like season two or like specifying those pieces you can put those books in the collection which yeah. is really nice and it's a really nice way of like hierarchical hierarchical uh pieces to it which is really cool yeah um yeah and it basically gives you your own website ours is nrds.laterpress.com and you just direct your readers straight there and they see nerds. It it doesn't get blocked by anything else. There are no ads in the way. There are no, like nothing. It's just straight up nerds content for your readers to get straight to reading, uh, which is uh, different than some other platforms, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And I did the same thing, um, although I uploaded... Uh, all of my books to a collection just so I had one place, you know, to, to direct mm-hmm. readers. And so I have Molecule Thief, Dark is Away, 
and the steampunk emerald key is up there. So it's one link. People can see all your books and you can order them whatever way you want, uh, you know, or your yeah. cereals, you can put cereals up as well. And uh, yeah, and you can do it on a subscription model or pay per book. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Which was a, a really cool. Yeah. Yeah. The pricing thing was pretty cool. Figuring out uh, either doing per book or some type of a subscription model uh, just to kind of give your readers different abilities to uh, support you because some people really like the, you know, it's basically like a Patreon, but yep. you just get content to read. Yep. And the cut is just 5%. Yeah. So test it out. Try it out. Yep. Laterpress.com. See you later, press. Okay. So Valencia is in a study where she'll relive trauma in VR. What could go wrong? <laughs> I have to know what inspired you to write this serial. Well, um, actually, what's the exciting part about this story was um, it originally came from um, my uh, planning on trying to do a TV pilot. So um, I had been, uh, I, I'm friends with a TV writer. So she was giving me advice about TV writing because I was like curious about it and I wanted to kind of know more about how that worked. And I've been reading um, Save the Cat, uh, Rights for TV. And it, it just like gave me a lot of like, it like clicked a lot for me. Um, and I had already started thinking that through. And um, that was right before I got started to with Kindavella, like I was, I was in the process of, you know, putting uh, my other story, Liberty Calling, onto to the platform, and that one really was like a learning process. I really was like, I'd already written a lot of that one out, um, but this one really gave me the chance to really write something for the platform. It was really intended in that format of. I'm releasing it as I'm going, I'm working on it, seeing how the feedback comes from it. And, um, but I already had a lot of things planned out, um, ready to go. So it was, it was really, um, I like that I, I, I got that TV, um, uh, knowledge from, from feedback and, 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 um, what I've learned a little bit, um, that it kind of, coincided with um, figuring out the platform. So it really made it work, I think, in my opinion, for-, yeah, for definitely. And you have a very interesting lead character, but I'm curious, uh, which character are you excited for readers to read about and why? Um, I think they all have their own like unique aspect of their characters. Um, with Valencia, it's kind of, uh, a wonderful aspect because I, I really try to focus on my own culture of being a Latina um, within that uh, mindset. But I also really, in all the characters, try to give a kind of uh, nuance to all of them. So they have, um, some of them have a connection to Lennox culture. So their interconnection uh, because a lot of times people forget that, you know, Lanark's community is built 
with other uh, communities as well. So um, there's Lennox um, that are, you know, Asian and there's um, Afro-Latinas. So there's there's a mixture of, of different communities within. And, and so it gives me this opportunity to kind of address that gives the opportunity to to provide diversity in that avenue, but also address it from my own uh, point of view, because I also understand that um, there's going to be different uh, perspectives determining on where you're at um, and um, also determining on, um, you know, when it comes to Lennox culture, also, there is a lot of connection to colorism. So um, different people will have different perspectives determining on on that as well and where they come from. So um, that that kind of differs. But um, through coming from South Texas and and having family from Mexico, it, it all interconnects with me there. And and just providing, you know, um, uh, you know, this interesting dynamic with co- college aspect, um, and um, just I don't know. It, it, there's so many different um, instances that I, I just really enjoy because I feel like it's what I've been wanting to to see with a story like this. Um, because when I was younger, I felt like there wasn't as much stories with um, college focus. Um, it's usually like high school or um, maybe older, slightly right when they're, you know, getting, uh, finding their career or something like that. I mean, those are good, um, but it was just never really college focused. And if they were, they were usually like, oh, party or whatever, you know, and it was just, you never really see that instance of how does it feel like to be in college, you know, falling in love in college. Um, um, learning in college, things like that, um, from that perspective. And, um, I also really bring in a lot of, you know, psychology aspects, um, and I'm trying to incorporate, uh, mental health aspects. So it's, it's a, it's a unique way I'm trying to do it, um, by doing it, but, um, it, it's just a really cool way to kind of, and some nerd references ever so often as best as I can, because I, I, I always get worried about like making references or things like that because I'm like, oh, what if I get in trouble? <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm really I'm trying to be cautious on when I make references um, if it's in, like related to a location or in, in, in reference to a uh, cultural uh, pop, you know popular thing so um it's it's one of those tricky things where I'm like I want to make a reference but how do I do it and um I've been seeing some others do do it so I've kind of been like okay it seems like like it will work so I'll try to do it a little bit so um ever so often if you see it that's that's what it what I'm trying to do So you mentioned there at the start that uh, you were representing the Latinx and uh, you also have Greek culture that you like to represent and blend into your storytelling. And I'm curious, what could we expect to see in this serial with those blends of cultures that we may not see in other serials? Um, well, I, I kind of lightly do it with the Greek aspect um, because 
Um, I really want to have that Lennox culture focus more um, just because there is that opportunity for more diversity aspect with that. Um, but uh, I do kind of li uh, like in certain characters at the, um, there's kind of little references to um, their Greek um, aspects potentially, um, or they know somebody or family member or something like that. Um, so it's, it's kind of lightly like that, but my hope is in the next one that I'm planning to do, um, we'll have more of a, uh, 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 even tone of, of both Lennox and, and Greek. Um, so I'm going to try to have a story where um, the two lead characters, one is, is Greek, one is Lennox. So it'll be a uh, very more uh, even tone on that one. But this one has more, more focus with uh, Lennox, a lot of the characters really, yes. Nice. And so this is also um, a sci-fi mystery mashup, and that's that's pretty cool and exciting. I'm curious what sort of tropes you like to take uh, from either genre and play with. Um, yeah, so a lot of times when we think about sci-fi, most of the time we're going to think about space. Um, and um, a lot of times it can be sometimes forgotten that, you know, you can use sci-fi elements for contemporary um within uh, you know our our own world you know um and so i use that with technology and i also use that with um focusing on psychology um because um there is that kind of discussion like psychology is this soft science um and so um it's it's a very interesting a uh, way to kind of incorporate that and i've always found really interesting like technology and things like that and um i've even seen that tv show called click on bbc um world news um it's really interesting because they'll show a lot of different types of technology that are like up upcoming and i actually seen something similar it was like after i had started working on it i was like whoa <laughs> We're, we're in, in, encroaching on those kind of similar things um, with VR. Um, and so, um, but it, and, and even in storytelling, I've, I've seen it uh, recently with um, Superman and Lois. Um, I don't know if you, any of you have um, seen the TV show, but um, there was a little bit of something similar to that too um, in that um, storytelling, although different because uh, it's a comic uh book adaptation um but uh yeah so it's it's really interesting to to incorporate that and then the mystery aspect is like she's she's learning as she's going what's going on so it's it's not quite the same kind of mystery as like a detective trying to um you kind of uh like a really simple case where you know someone has died we're gonna find who did it you know why did they do it kind of thing um it's more of she's trying to figure out what's going on with the study um what what has happened with her parents um is is there a connection between it all like it's it's all that kind of um aspects and and why does it matter so eventually the readers are going to find out a lot of why it, it all interconnects and why it matters to to uh, Valencia as well. So, and and all the other characters in the story. 
so you'd mentioned a couple of uh, movies and books that you uh, saw similar stories with, but I'm curious, what are some of those favorite movies and books that you draw inspiration from uh, as you're crafting these stories? Um, well, as I already brought up with Superman and Lois, I love that show. Um, obviously, it's not exactly the same aspects, but um, just the, uh, how they, they write their story. It's very um, it's strong in how uh, they're not really extending it so long. So a lot of times there's some uh, shows, TV shows, where it's like because they have, you know, 20 episodes or 23 episodes there's episodes that become like more filler and it's not as compact and really focused on the story and because they have um you know around like um you know 19 or so no no sorry 13 or so episodes you know it it it's still spread out a little bit but it's still like really compact in their season so we're really focused focused on um the character dynamics and um and kind of incorporating that real world aspect with like the, the fantasy aspect of you know there's, there's characters with superpowers and things like that um and i mean i have a lot of in- inklings with tv because of that the interest that i have um and i feel like it works so well with with serial fiction but um, in books, um, just I've been finding a lot of like Lennox romance books that I've been enjoying. Um, and it's just it's really wonderful to be able to to read more of those as well, because I feel like um, that was also very lacking in, in traditional publishing to really see that. Um, but in general, any kind of Lennox story um, in publishing as well. And and just seeing. Um, what is available on Kindle Villa, uh, being able to read stories and kind of see what's out there um, from from Lennox to just any kind of story um, that's available. And so it, it, it kind of helps me also kind of get an idea of like how different is mine to, to others as well as um, to, to stand out, but like also a way for me to, to see what works and, and what's helping for others. Um, and just be able to support and, and learn from them um, in, in many ways. So it's it's a really um, mixed page of, of different things that I, I, I get inspiration from. Nice. So I believe I heard that you have a nomination upcoming from Amazon. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, so I got an, an email a little while ago. Um, saying that, you know, they um, are looking at uh, mine and a few others, their um, Lennox uh, stories um, to be um, nominated towards um, Amazon's uh, Hispanic Heritage Month that's coming up. Um, so that's what's special about Hispanic Heritage Month is that it's, it's mid month. So it starts mid-September and mid-October. And the reason partly is because um, Mexican Independence Day uh, starts it off um, uh, the, the, and a lot of other Independence Days um, coming up um, in that month. And so it gets uh, the excitement uh, going there. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited to see that. Um, I, I don't know 
um, much about how the process goes about it. But from what I've been hearing even today is that, you know, um, they're, they're vouching for it in Kindavella, um, uh, the team over there and, and, and trying to, um, get us, uh, noticed, um, to be featured in the big promotional aspects that uh, Amazon is planning to do. And, um, and also just the opportunity I got a chance to talk to, to um, Allison from Kindabella um, and, uh, today. And so it got me an opportunity to really hear from her and, and the, um, how much they're, they're really passionate about um, listening to us and, and, and what they're doing uh, to help us. So I'm really um, thankful that and, and hopeful because I really saw how much she was really excited and, and willing to listen to my feedback on the platform and how how um, we can move forward. So there's a lot of excitement uh, coming up and and she's really hopeful that uh, we're, we're going to be able to to get some kind of notice uh for for it but she says that she's she's it's out of her control she can only tell me when um if if, if i get featured so um uh so it's it's understandable uh but uh it's like oh man i wish there was something that i could i i could do but it's it's kind of like one of those things that we have to uh just wait and see how it goes definitely well i would say that we both have our fingers crossed for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, and this is really exciting. And uh, I can't wait to hear more uh, when such things are posted. Um, but I'm curious, what has audience participation look like for you on Vela? And if I were a reader uh, catching up on your things, how might I be able to uh, kind of communicate with you and maybe have influence or not on the uh, stories? Uh, yeah, so I started um, recently when the polling started um, to 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 do a little bit of the polls to see um, how people will respond. I don't use them quite like others um, in how uh, the story goes specifically. Um, I do know Beth uh, Revis does enjoy uh, doing that um, a lot uh, with hers, which is amazing. Um, but uh, I, I just kind of use it to get an idea of what they're thinking, uh, give uh, an opportunity to kind of them ponder a little bit um, at the end of episodes. Um, I also use, um, obviously, the the little thumbs up button just to show that they're you know, supporting, uh, wanting to keep reading. Um, and then uh, just through social media, they can communicate with me with the social media aspects, um, uh, especially with my newsletter. Uh, I really use that to, to really update um, everybody on, on the my progress, how I'm doing with Kindabella and beyond that. Um, and then also through social media, I've been trying to update as best as I can and and find different ways to, to, to let people know. That's awesome. So I want to hear about the beyond that. What else do you have in the works that you're planning or dreaming up? Yeah, well, I have already uh, Liberty Calling in, um, in standard formats. Um, and I have uh, a uh, poetry short story collection that is also available in standard formats that wasn't published through Kindavilla. Um, and so that those two 
um, are there. And then um, my hopes is I never forget will also be available soon um, in standard format. I also have Liberty Calling um, in production for audiobook. Um, so there's a lot of those things coming up uh, for me and then just upcoming Kindabella stuff that I'm uh, working on that next project that I, I have um, in the pipeline for like a Christmas type novella um, that's going to be a, kind of a fun romance uh, that I kind of think of it as like a Hallmark romance. Um, but it's it's going to have that kind of blend of two cultures clashing kind of thing. Um, and and, and um, also kind of uh, literary rivals because I've been seeing that and I was like, oh, I love that. I want to see if I can I can capture that, but we'll see. Um, and um, I just think it's going to be something fun while I start thinking about what I do next for the uh, next year uh, for another serial um, that I can work on and um, just something um just keep working on it just keep learning and and connecting with um the readers connecting with uh fellow authors and and just the community aspect of, of it also um but it's just all really exciting because it's 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 how i've i've gotten started as a uh, indie author uh through kindavilla and and continuing on with the publishing on on standard formats yeah that's that's super exciting i can't wait to see all of that come to play mm -hmm. um as a final question uh what do you like most about writing serial fiction um i think what i like the most of it is that i can get feedback pretty quickly like i'm not waiting until i'm completely done with the project to really get uh, feedback on it um, it, it gets uh, this opportunity to really address um, what I'm interested in into something and I don't have to feel like I'm uh, having to to wait for approval by, you know, a uh, publisher potentially. Oh, well, I don't know if this will sell um, aspects. So um, I, I do try to keep that in mind sometimes because, you know, <laughs> I, I do want to make some money. But I really focus on the most um, trying to create a story that that matters that 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 matters to me that that uh, provides something of value to to the reader. Excellent. Yeah, thank you so much for coming and sitting down and talking with us. Thank you. Our thanks today to Christina Vorkos for letting us share their episode. And, and that's, that's a wrap. A wrap. You said fan fiction. I did. <laughs> where, like, literally, where are these extra words I, coming from? I'm not from? judging. I like fan fiction. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh.